Is this thing on? Hello, hello. Welcome to Open Bike Night, the Strange New Worlds podcast where your personal logs are the prime directive. I'm your host, John T. Bolds, and I know what you're thinking. Strange New Worlds likely won't be back until 2025. What are we even doing here? Joining me tonight are my usual co-hosts, as well as a crop of listeners who stepped up to help us keep trekking during these hard times. First up, the man who likes his shows served up with a big bowl of serialization, Cameron Harrison of Greenshirt, a newbie's track through TNG. Something, something, Captain Jean-Luc Picrunch. Nice, <laughs> nice, I like it. And rounding out the OPN crew, the man who has seen more single season TV shows than anyone you know, as long as you count anime, Jesse Bailey. That's right, Producer John. I am very ready to put all of you fools into my death note in this little contest that we have going on. <laughs> And our guest this week might be a little bit embarrassed to have not one, but two of the top Star Trek podcasts in the world, but they shouldn't be. From the greatest generation and the greatest Trek, Ben Harrison and Adam Pranica, welcome to Open Pike Night. Hello. Hi. Thanks, thanks for, having, thanks for us. having us. Yeah, thank you. Last time I saw you, you were up on a stage in front of like 100 Portlanders. So Yeah. Last time I saw you, you were up on stage in front of 150 Utahns. <laughs> yeah, we always sell way better in Utah than we do in Portland. <laughs> Man, that wasn't the case back in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were shirtless in a pool mm. and recovering from karaoke. Mm. In front of a hundred people there also. Yeah. At yeah. least. That was a good crowd. Yeah. I we should have taken off our shirts in Portland. I think we would have gotten a bigger crowd. That would have done it. They love they love people taking their tops off on stage in Portland. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. Practically known so for it. It's not a lie. <laughs> it's good to have you guys here on Open Pike Night. Like we we mentioned, we met you first time in person in Las Vegas at STLV this last year, and uh, it's been it's been a fun trip watching Strange New World season two finish up and getting the longest cliffhanger in Star Trek history. How are you guys feeling <laughs> about that? We talk about uh, hanging off the cliff a lot on our shows uh, because you know we're. Uh, we're going through all of the different series uh, across our our two different shows, and uh, it's a it's a favored filmmaking technique of the Star Trek industrial complex. But uh, I do not like being this particular type of cliff kid. I want my <laughs> I want my episodes. Give them to me. Yum 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 yum. <laughs> Absolutely. So we'll get right down to business. So to help you, our listeners and Star Trek fans, fill the hole left by Star Trek in your life, we have five. Trek adjacent categories in which we're each going to suggest one show for you to watch and enjoy while waiting for more Trek. We'll be doing this draft style. So if a series is picked, it cannot be used again for the rest of the game. And uh, yeah, we've that's I think we're going to be down to the down to scraping some uh, choices <laughs> off the bottom of the barrel by the time we get to the end of this. I bet I bet we got some overlap. Um, I'm so stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> We've also got some suggestions from our listeners, which any host can also steal for their official pick. Um, like we're going to follow a snake draft format, meaning the person who picks last in round one will pick first in round two and so on and so forth. So our categories tonight 
are sci-fi shows that ran concurrently with the Berman era or 90s-ish era of Star Trek, then series that share an actor with Star Trek, Eddie Trek, and then series with at least one time travel episode. Uh, after that is series where a character has iconic hair. And finally, series with at least one bad season you have to power through. So, mm. before we get into hearing our caller suggestions for that first round, we do have a special clip just for Adam and Ben from one of our callers. Oh, hi, it's me, Echem's brother. I've been listening to the greatest Trek and the greatest generation while I squeegee raw sewage off the rocks in my village. It's pretty good for passing the time, but I gotta say, at first it was pretty confusing. I mean, it can be full of stuff I don't understand. Kind of like... How I don't understand how there's corn in this sewage. <laughs> we don't even grow corn on this planet. Do listeners ever ask you about that? Like all the words you mispronounce on purpose and the nicknames you use and stuff? Sometimes it's a mystery to me. Eventually, I figure it out. Kind of like how I figured out the mystery of the corn in this sewage. Okay, this pipe never stops flowing, so I've got to get back to squeegeeing. Hey, I don't know if this character is trademarked or anything, but please don't sue Grayson for doing this shitty imitation. Pun intended. Oh, and it wasn't corn. It was teeth. Okay. Oh. <laughs> that was great. Be, he will be hearing from our lawyers, though. <laughs> <laughs> we can't. We can't afford to have people doing our jokes better than we can out there. <laughs> well, with that call and Grayson and Echib's brother uh, Ben Adam, this is actually an intervention. We really need to talk to you about mispronouncing words. <laughs> wow. There's a whole wiki. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's that's what all the loose leaf sheets of paper are that I see in your yes, screens. Absolutely, and you're about to all individually tell me how much you really care about me, and that this room is just so full of love right now. Look, I listen to a lot of entrepreneurship podcasts, and when I listen to uh -huh. your guys's, it just throws me off every time. And I'm like, wait, yeah. what kind of business should I be doing? Well. To answer Grayson's question, we are terrible at self-promotion, and we are not very good at creating a show environment that invites people in. Like, we keep the in-jokes going, episode after episode, until eventually our show is just impenetrable to anyone new. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about the people listening to your show that don't know what that was that yeah. Grayson just yeah. did, and I don't really know how I would explain it to them. But that happens on our show all the time. And yeah. if you're a new listener dipping in right now, you could be excused for not knowing what it was. Our <laughs> jokes and mispronunciations, I think, could best be characterized as teeth in raw sewage. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Grayson nailed it, you know. 
we we put out a call for people to send in categories and he did something completely off the cuff and not at all on assignment. <laughs> so it fits right in with Greatest Trek, Greatest Generation, and honestly, Open Pike Night most of the time. I yeah. love it. Yeah. That's right. We we say the callers uh, guide the conversation, so we are at their whims. Yeah. <laughs> at least you have someone to blame it on. We only have ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I will say I did thoroughly enjoy your guys' uh, re-release of the Heat Christmas episode, um, your commentary on the movie Heat, and I will say I just finished the novel Heat 2, and you know what? It's pretty good, and I would yeah. watch the hell out of that movie. Like. Heat Ooh. 2 is worth a read. Uh, you can definitely tell Michael Mann wrote it and based it off of the way the characters played it. So Amazing. Yeah. I, They're going to make that movie. Time. Yeah, it's happening. I've, uh, I've heard casting news about it. Um, Ooh. I've been meaning to read that, and I just started a, a new book that uh, had been on my nightstand for a long time, but Heat 2's got to be the next thing yeah. to crack open. Is it the Gideon's Bible? Are you living in a hotel? Yeah, and, and certain pages are like stuck together. Yeah. Oh, man. Chocolate. I'm sure it's chocolate. I'm not staying in like a fancy hotel. Just wait till you get to Job 314. You'll really enjoy it. So. Oh, I thought it was a real like Job. hand Job. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of Star Trek. I mean, Job is lucky that there's a book named after them because like probably in life it was all that, right? Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, hey, there's my oh, buddy yeah. J- Blow Job. I had it pretty rough. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, middle yeah. school must have been a real trial, like uh, yeah. 40 years in the desert level trial for <laughs> true. We heard about all his, his crappy stuff with adulthood, but we did we didn't don't get the middle school years in, in our current no. Bible. So yeah. we'll just have to write that in, expand it a little bit, you know? <laughs> we'll have to visit every uh, motel room in America and insert those pages one yes. at a time. <laughs> hey, we found a bunch of uh, a bunch of papyri in a cave near the Dead Sea, but they're all stuck together and we don't know what they say. <laughs> We do know that it's canon. That's all we know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just like everything in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know if it's canon, but we know someone shot. <laughs> it's a canon depending who you are. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> is this right, what Cam, Open I'll- Pike Night is like? Because this is definitely what Greatest Jack is No, no, no. We're, we're definitely like. letting you guys flavor, <laughs> flavor Open Pike okay. Night with some Greatest Jack. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, like we said, we yeah. have 17 months till the next episode of Strange New World. <laughs> yeah. So, we've got oh time my to go. Yeah. We, we can yeah. drive your entire audience away right now, and you guys have time to win them back. Oh, that's, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the point. It's the, it's the other greatest gen bump. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. There's the greatest gen bump we did by the pool in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And then there's the mm-hmm. one that we promised to uh, shows that we guessed on. Right. What other bumps are you referring to? Well, I the meant like that time that we advertised on your show and our downloads went up. And now, that's you know, right. the, yeah. the bumping people away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to balance. Everything has balance in life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So, yes, 90s era Trek, the Berman era, what many consider to be the golden era of Trek, though, as a Strange New Worlds pod, we have to say the current Trek is giving it a run for its money. Uh, but whatever, whether the sci-fi franchise of that time was trying to replicate Star Trek or trying to purposefully deviate from it, uh, 
they were all influenced by Star Trek. So we think you could do worse than filling your Trek hole with some of these 90s sci-fi gems. All right, here we go. Hi, Open Pike Night. It's Engineer Mark, and we are talking about filling the Trek hole. Ooh. Greetings, Open Pike. This is Kelly Zentgeorgi, or Antipodal on Twitter. Newman here, your second favorite space hippie from the Movies for Days podcast. Hi, Open Pike Night and Greatest Trek. It's Peter again. Hello, my name is Takako, and I'm calling from New York. I'm getting right into it because I only have 60 seconds. Number one, a sci-fi series that ran concurrently with 90s Trek, Space Above and Beyond. I really loved the series, and I was so sad when it was canceled after just one season. A 90s sci-fi space series that took place at the same time as 90s Trek, Lex! It's very comedic, it's very quirky, it's very sexy. First, the show from the 90s, that, that's easily Babylon 5. Maybe the best outside of Trek from that era. Very good. Babylon 5 ran concurrently with DS9 in the early 90s and had a character with iconic hair with <laughs> Lando Malari. Surely <laughs> someone will bring up the X-Files for a show that ran concurrently with 90s Trek. So instead, I'm going to give my nod to Third Rock from the Sun where we got to see John Lithgow and his comedy chops, and for some reason, quite a lot of people accepted French Stewart as funny. My other favorite 90s sci-fi <laughs> TV series is Stargate SG-1. Season 2 time travel episode, 1969. It is a hoot. While using the Stargate, their journey to another planet brought them unusually close to our sun, and instead of traveling to another planet, they traveled back in time to 1969 on our own planet inside of the same facility that SG-1 was housed in, except at the time it was used as a facility to fire missiles. It is a fantastic episode that includes drama, humor, nostalgia, some wild costume changes, and Jack O'Neill representing himself as James Kirk and then Luke Skywalker. Best wishes open Pike during the long hiatus until season three, and hailing frequencies are closed. All right. <clears throat> Those callers again were Engineer Mark, Kelly Zenciorgi, Newman, Peter uh, Takako. Welcome to the Open Bike Night stage. First time caller. And Bobby from the Green Shirt Podcast. Also, welcome to the Open Pike Night stage as a first time caller. Yeah, some great picks there. I had completely forgotten about Lex until Newman brought it up. I had never watched it. Yeah. I remember hearing about it. I had to go Google it afterwards. And after hearing him describe it and see those images... I have got to watch that show. <laughs> is that the one that has Gina Torres from Firefly? No, that is Cleopatra twenty five twenty five. There we go. Yeah. I knew In it the had mid-90s, the name of a lady. I heard about Lex a lot from from my classmates and stuff, and I always sort of pretended like I knew <laughs> <laughs> what Lex was about, how to do mm-hmm. Lex, how good it was, right. <laughs> how good it felt. You'd done it with mm. someone I, that went to a different school, right? Right. I uh, I have to admit here and now, many, many years later, uh, I had no idea about Lex <sighs> in the mid-90s. My I didn't. God. I never I heard of really. Lex. Was Lex British or something? I'm not sure. There's a poster, though, it. <laughs> yeah. with a sexy alien licking a robot head, and it says, good head in every episode. And I, I kind of have to admire that, like, just blatant cheese. <laughs> I don't like low-brow humor like that. <laughs> Wow. See, but I don't I don't think it quite fell in the Cleopatra, <laughs> Hercules, uh, Xena, like those types of shows, the the uh-huh. Jack of all trades. Lex was something it was it might have been British or it might have been something like pure Canadian 
that they let slip across the border like like a girlfriend, you know? I bet Sounds Canadian. Canadian. I'm yeah. reading a yeah. description of, of this show that uh, it includes a, a character described as a female with a body designed for sex. Yes. Mm. <laughs> pretty clever that uh, pretty writing there, you know. <laughs> I think I might check this out. I'm also seeing season one, four episodes. Season two, 20 episodes. Oh, <laughs> wow. Season three, 13 episodes. Season four, 24 episodes. What was going on oh, man. in whatever oh. office was funding this show? Was there a strike in that? Time? We might have to do some lax, guys. We might have to do some lax on the bike night. Are we legally allowed to say that on air? Just make sure you strap it up if you go for the lex. No kidding. Okay. And lube right, it down. Well, oh, TVMA. Lex is TVMA, so it must have been like oh. a like a premium cable situation. All right, so mm. content warning to anybody in my view that also, first season of Stargate was on Showtime. Has nudity. Really? Did not Whoa. know that when I started wow. airing it in the computer store that I worked at up on the big screen one day. And my boss was just talking and then she slowly got quiet and like tilted her head and looked behind me. It's like, oh, she was like, I'm going to watch Richard this show. Dean Anderson's dong or something? Uh, no, Please. it was like the, the Egyptian, uh, like there was like a sacrifice at like very first uh, scene Egyptians. of the very first show. But yeah, that first season was on Showtime before it went to sci-fi. Wow. Okay. I never did watch it, but I I mean, Kelly pitched it well. That episode at least sounds delightful. I did, however, I love the movie and I read the books. I read the novelization written by, uh, I just spaced who wrote the screenplay, but those guys, the disaster. Probably Peter David. (laughs) <laughs> and uh and all the books afterwards i really love this this book series so i don't know why i never got into the tv series i'm really excited to hear from bobby for the first time um she's known about our show for like two years and co-hosts a podcast with cameron and john and this is the first time she's called in so whoa good to yeah, hear from you right. bobby thank you for being here was now, bobby the one that uh made sure french stewart caught strays yeah. yes <laughs> like no, what yeah. Jeez. Just right yeah, out the gate is, he's somewhere Very minding personal. his own business <laughs> yeah. he's got cut down yeah his Damn. eyes just opened all the way yeah <laughs> The man was on Star Trek, if I'm not mistaken. Ah. Adam, you are the lucky first pick of this round. So give us your answer for a 90s concurrent sci-fi show. I promise you and everyone watching the stream right now (laughs) that my choice for this category, my first choice, and the first pick in the 2024 Open Pike Night draft... (laughs) Is space above and beyond? Nice, oh, nice. Wow. I I loved this show. Yeah, I it was appointment television for me. I was shocked that no one else watched it, and it was canceled after one season for low ratings. I remember it being on Fox, and Fox made it seem very popular. Oh, I remember those <laughs> like, ads. I remember they like ad- the, advertised like, it all the I time. As I recall, it came on on Sunday after football. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it was I watched it that every Sunday. Yeah. yeah. I honestly thought it was like a 70s sci-fi show. I definitely knew the name and just associated it with like old school Battlestar Galactica and stuff. Okay. If if you have a television show and you need like a serious old badass character, like a grizzled general type, mm-hmm. James Morrison's your guy. 
Mm. He owned this show. Yeah. He was <laughs> so good. He was so good in it. And he's done a million other shows, but I'll always know him for this. I, I thought it was great. Nice. All right. That's a good pick. All right, John. You are up next. Okay. Well, I will not be stealing, and, and my pick actually wasn't on the list of our callers. Uh, my Mine was like the first teen show I was really into as a teenager. It is the three-year, uh, three-season masterpiece that is the original Roswell. Uh, I Ooh. super enjoy oh. that show. Um, it is not great. I will say uh, <laughs> it's it's not great, but it's fun. It doesn't get too overly dramatic. And uh, William Sadler from Star Trek, uh, I love his arc. He his character again. If you want a a good grizzled older man, you know he's you know middle age in 1999. But he his story is fantastic in that show. And I'll always I own it on DVD. I'll always go back and rewatch it every couple of years. Is that one of those shows that got canceled and came back? And no, like had nope. They they things. wrapped it up. They three seasons in out done, and uh, wow. yeah, yeah. I think I might be thinking about Jericho. Well, mm. yeah, that was a that was a canceled <laughs> and brought back, but that was like two thousand eight. I think. Hey, I mean, it's 13. another one that yeah. you've recommended to me, where yeah. I was like, oh yeah, it sounds good, but I haven't I haven't even tried. Yeah. Um. So my pick for this is actually not a steal, but I'm actually feeling really good about having the same pick as Caller Bobby because I also chose Third Rock from the Sun. Nice. I have no problem with French Stewart, Bobby, <laughs> but um, I do really love John Lithgow, Kristen Johnson, mm-hmm. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Wayne Knight. We have guest appearances from Megan Mullally, Phil Hartman, Anna Gasteyer, Brian Cranston, Linda Cardellini, John Cleese, Laurie Metcalf, and of course, William Shatner as the big giant head. And mm. this show is basically like, what if everybody on the ship was Data and they crashed on Earth <laughs> and they had to learn to be people? Like, I was very young when I was watching this show in first run, but I remember absolutely loving it. And I went back and watched some clips in preparation for tonight, and it's still totally funny. Like, sometimes. Things from the 90s don't age super great, and there's definitely some of that in there, but I have to go Third Rock from the Sun. Lithgow's I, a legend. Come on. He really Oh, is. yeah. The, the Jane Curtin erasure will not stand, though, Jesse. <laughs> she is an icon. Yeah. And I will also say that there was one day in high school when I was able to do an impeccable French Stewart from Third Rock of the Sun impression, and it's been the only day of my life that I've been able to do a solid impression ever. <laughs> as anyone who listens to my Picard on Green Shirt can attest to. I remember that show was sort of in the conversation, like when, uh, I guess it was when Seinfeld ended, like, what is NBC going to move into that spot? And it was like Third Rock from the Sun or Frasier. And I I had all my chips on Third Rock from the Sun. I was like, it's yeah. got to happen for us, man. Like, we never get anything. <laughs> <laughs> and and Frasier did it end up being Frasier? Frasier had a much more particular audience, right? Like it it was a very specific kind of funny, and I feel like Third Rock could be broad, but also yep. like easily appreciable. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, solid pick. Okay, thank you, Ben. You are up next. All right. Um, I wrote something different down, but 
uh, as we've been sitting here, I've been thinking about Fox, <laughs> the television network. And I was like, how did, how did I not write down X-Files? That was contemporaneous. <laughs> and uh, it's super different in terms of tone from Star Trek. Like, I don't, I don't think it really scratches all the same itches. But if we're being, being honest, neither does Third Rock. And I also <laughs> like that. So um, for being a, uh, a totally, like, its own thing, but still great uh, rewatch, X-Files is going to be my pick. Excellent pick. I have a feeling you just stole one of Cameron's picks from later on down his list, but but I haven't seen it, so that's just a guess. I'll never tell. <laughs> are these shows killed in one category for another category? Yeah. Like once we pick one, they once are. we pick one. Yep. yep. Wow. Yeah, I know. Right. I know. It's no, yeah, X Files it had to be on a list somewhere. Good one. Good. <laughs> All right, Kim, that means you are last in the first round, but it also means you get to go first in the next round. Hey. All right. Well, if you were asking me then, uh, 100% my answer would have been Sequest DSV. Yeah. Having rewatched the pilot recently, I cannot in good conscience uh, recommend that. So <laughs> I will be choosing a different uh, show, one that you've probably heard me name drop a lot on the podcast and, and tweet about. It's uh, it's a show that I love because it's sci-fi, but it's also uh, supernatural. It's also soap opera. It's also a uh, detective story. It's also art piece. It is, of course, Twin Peaks. It's yeah. a show that could have fit in any category, but I love it. It's the 90s. It's here. Uh, it is. It is Twin Peaks. Watch it. I wrote All it down it. before you said it because I knew it was coming. <laughs> you did, yes. <laughs> I, I started I, writing and then stopped. Twin what? Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay. It's twins. It's just twins. Yeah. I'll ask I got a movie twins later. with, uh, I mean, yeah. I guess that's technically yeah. sci-fi clones, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. It really is. Twins were huge in the 90s, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were. They, they were also beer. huge in, in beer commercials. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the gum hats. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that will take us to category two. Uh, Star Trek has always nailed its casting. I will always be the first one to say that I think TNG survived its first two seasons because of the strength of its cast. And uh, if you just want more familiar faces to uh, cram up into your Trek hole for the next six months, <laughs> I think these picks will uh, help satisfy you. But what do our callers think? Hey, hey, Open Pike and Greatest Trek. It's Abby Summer from the First Flight Podcast. Okay, in this drought, here's a show that you need to talk about because not only are there multiple characters with fantastic hair that is tweaked just a little bit season to season, plus attack eyebrows, but there are two and a part former Star Trek actors in it. Warehouse 13. It ran on the Sci-Fi Channel for a few years, right around 2010. It's perfect. It had Renee Bergenois. It had Brent Spiner. Saul Rubinek, who was Fajo in The Most mm. Toys, is a main character, and that man is a godsend. I met one of my best friends because of this show, and I recommend it to anybody who has a sense of humor and likes sci-fi. It is fantastical it is full of wonder and it is absolutely joyful and on top of it there's also some time travel so if you haven't watched this all of you need to and i would love to hear you discuss it if you have hope all of you and yours are well number two a series with one or more track actors there are a lot 
But how about Sliders with Jerry O'Connell? No surprise, I'm leaning towards my beloved James Spader. And I'm going to mention Shatner's hilarious and debaucherous role in Boston Legal, which, in my opinion, has one of TV's greatest best friend love stories ever. should definitely check out that show if you haven't. How about we don't talk about JAG for once and instead talk about China Beach with Robert Picardo. While the Orville <laughs> is more comedic in tone, it captures the spirit of 90s Trek well. The Orville included Trek actors such as Penny Johnson Gerald, as well as guest stars Robert Picardo, John Billingsley, Marina Sirtis, and Tim Russ. Hell on Wheels takes place when they were building the first transcontinental railroad, and it stars Anson Mount and Colm Meany, the Captain Pike versus Chief O'Brien in this very period-specific post-Civil War drama, I guess. Hi, I wanted to pitch some shows featuring Star Trek actors. Firstly, there are a ton of Star Trek actors in guest spots on Murder, She Wrote. Kate Mulgrew was on it three times. Um, Robert Beltran, Roxanne Dawson, Robert Duncan McNeil, Ethan Phillips, Robert Picardo, Tim Russ, Garrett Wong, Majel Barrett, and Jerry Ryan, also all guest star. I also cannot recommend enough um, the Avery Brooks-led A Man Called Hawk, Mm -hmm. um, which is free on Tubi. And it's got one amazing season of television um, featuring a lot of iconic black actors early on in their careers like Wesley Snipes, Samuel L. Jackson, and Angela Bassett. Um, And then lastly, I know for original series actors, a lot of them guest starred on Gunsmoke, Bonanza, and The Twilight Zone. All right, so that was our... List of callers added to by Abby Summer from uh, First Flight Podcast and Jackie, a fellow friend of DeSoto, calling in with some recommendations there at the end, too. So thank you, everybody, for calling. Like the whole cast of Voyager was on Murder, yeah. She Wrote. Like, that was bananas. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to check out that Major Little Barrett episode, at least. Yeah. No, no kidding. All right, Cam, you get to pick oh, first in this category. Geez, well, I, I do want to say, I don't know why I haven't watched Warehouse 13. Like, that log line is just right up my I'm alley. I'm with you there. I, need, I, it's, I always yeah. see it, and I've never watched it. So, yeah. Anyone? Any Warehouse 13 fans here? Never seen it. I, I really liked Warehouse 13. <laughs> um, I'm not going to steal that pick for a very good reason. <laughs> um, but I, I do really enjoy it, Abby. Excellent, excellent pick. And yeah. Saul Rubinek is like one of the main characters and he just, every time I see him, I have to go watch the most toys again. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my uh, pick, this is my comfort food pick. This is my kind of junk food uh, show. I just like to turn on when I need to kind of zone out or I'm doing something. I don't want to have to pay a ton of attention to. I have watched every episode of it. I love it so much. It is the Amazing Race. It fills my game show need, my kind of reality show need, my kind of my 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 drama, my travel documentary need. It just it does so much. My wife watched the first season. I kind of didn't pay too much attention, but I, I the last two episodes really sucked me in. And then we have watched every season since then. I'm trying to get producer John T. Bolds to audition with me to go on it. And wait, wow. how does the Amazing Race have a Star Trek actor? You ask. Yeah. Well. One of my favorite contestants, Joyce Agu, played Ensign Gates on TNG. She's in 47 episodes, flew the Enterprise, <laughs> never had a line, but she was right front there flying the Enterprise. Wow. Love her whenever she pops up. Loved her on The Amazing Race. Uh, it's a great show. If you haven't watched it, it's, it's, it's really fun. Got it on a technicality. I like yeah. that a lot. Nice. Yeah. 
I am shocked <laughs> that it was that your pick too. It was your pick. Two co-hosts of a Star Trek podcast would actually even consider going on a reality show together, <laughs> right? a travel reality show. <laughs> Let me tell you what would happen if Ben and I did the Amazing Race. Ooh. He would oh, murder man. me. <laughs> or I would murder him. One of the two. It might be a murder-suicide, you know? I yeah. call that compelling television. So. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Hey, uh, tell me if you still want to do that reality show uh, eight years into your open pike night project. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, by season I four, already, yes, I'll let you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I already don't want to do it, but it's it's mostly because I believe there's you know like a lot of running and stuff going on, and I'm yeah yeah, yeah I do a podcast because there is no running. I'm, I don't. I've never really watched the show. All I can picture in my mind is like running up a slick grassy hill like I'm, I'm just picturing running up something on wet grass and it sounds very Some, unpleasant. sometimes sometimes that happens yeah <laughs> and sometimes you slip <laughs> down the grass i mean yeah it's it's amazing what could happen on also they never mentioned <laughs> once that she was in tng on the amazing race i and, and it's a cbs show what are they doing over there yeah that's pretty criminal that's yeah i'm yeah. sorry are you accusing cbs and paramount of being bad at promotion cameron <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I retract that statement. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, you'd right, like ben, to retract means... it, but the back button isn't working right now on your uh, <laughs> Paramount Plus browser. So, nice. Ben, are you confusing Amazing Race with Grassmasters, the <laughs> reality show on the Home and Garden television network, which is just a race of people running up and down wet grass, <laughs> wet grassy hills? Uh, I'm for money. I, you know, uh, now that you say that. I think I might be confusing it with uh, Grassmasters, the reality show on HighTimesPlus.com. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. In his defense, Patrick Stewart was on both of those. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and I, I do it a lot with, you know, the Zachary Quinto uh, melodrama miniseries, The Slap, and then the whatever Slap Masters, the <laughs> reality show is, where people just stand there <laughs> slapping each other. So... <laughs> my, nice. I can't get my wife to watch anything besides... Uh, Great British grassmasters. Uh, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> She's fancy, you know. Yeah, uh, yep. Fancy All taste. Right, ben. She's always <laughs> a couple seasons behind. <laughs> There's a Degrassi Masters: The Next oh, Generation joke yeah. here somewhere, and I'll let you know when I get to it. Wow, yeah. amazing. Um, <laughs> the show that I oh. wrote down here is uh, a little bit embarrassing. But uh, I wrote down Bosch. Oh, uh, there's hey, yeah. There's a season with Jerry Ryan, a sort of a femme fatale, like she's like a bit the aggrieved wife and a bit like, you know, what is this lady up to? And Bosch has to get to the bottom of it. And, you know, I don't endorse Bosch overall <laughs> as a thing. I can't really get behind the copaganda of it all, mm -hmm. but for some reason I've watched all of it and uh, I like Titus Welver a lot as an actor. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, um, uh, and uh, Lance Reddick, uh, great on that show. Oh, uh, shoot. RSVP. Yeah, okay. um, and uh, yeah, it was, uh, I was surprised to see Jerry Ryan pop up on it because I was just watching it for, uh, you know, I was like preparing to be a dad and I was like, I guess I better get in the mindset. Um, and uh, yeah, she pops up. I think it's season two maybe that she's on. And uh, yeah, I think season two. It. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, so I, you've seen a uh, previous open pike night guest, Tom Tran, who's been on a few episodes. I believe yeah, recently. I just, well, I just, uh, he's in Bosch legacy and, uh, ah. yeah, he was, I was just watching that the other day. I'm like, Hey, that's Tom Tran. I've interviewed that guy. <laughs> Fun. So there's a Bosch and then there's a Bosch legacy. It's sort of, uh, it's sort of the next generation, but for Bosch. Kind of. It's it, just, it is literally just, they're like, well, we want to keep making Bosch, but we don't want to pay everybody as much. So this is a new show and it's, mm. it's just oh. Bosch again. Yeah. I've got a note. They should have called it Bosch Masters. <laughs> <laughs> I will. <laughs> Go next here with my pick. Again, and... I don't want to be involved if this is going to get really blue, guys. <laughs> I just want to stick to coming on the Bible kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, clean That's humor. the line. Yeah. <laughs> so my pick for a show with a Trek actor is actually a show that I could have used, I think, for any of these categories. And it's sort of a chalk pick, but I'm totally fine with that and it's doctor who uh christina chong who plays laan on strange new worlds was in a very very good 2011 episode as a character called lorna bucket which is an 11th doctor episode called a good man goes to war it has a 9 out of 10 on imdb doctor who has been on for like 850 episodes or something like that so if you need something to fill your sci-fi vacancy this can absolutely <laughs> do that um i looked it up it's all of so the latest old episodes. they play the, the pilot episode after train drives into station right? <laughs> yeah right yeah, exactly yeah it was one and then the other. Yeah, people yeah, are creeping one of back pilots. into the theater like yeah. after the terror. Is it safe to come back? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the police box is going through the train station now. Yeah, anybody that survived the first one was just destroyed by the end of the second one. So, Jesse, you have but, not seen that episode, or you have? Oh, I have. Yeah, okay, I've seen okay. it. Um, and the, I believe, like the first twenty six seasons of that show are available for free on Tubi. And of course, all of the newest stuff is on uh, Disney Plus, and then there's a couple seasons on Max, I think. Yeah, but I point think Max being, has all the new stuff. You can pretty much access yeah, all of right it. Yeah. yeah. My seven-year-old daughter came home from school the other day talking about Weeping Angels. Oh, uh, oh yeah. It turns out her teacher told her about uh, Doctor Who, specifically that episode, and, and so we watched it, and it reminded me, a what a great episode that is—the first one with them, mm. and and. And she liked it, despite it being incredibly terrifying. Yeah, so that's a scary episode. Might be watching more Doctor Who with her. Enemy, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. I think that means you're back up, John. Okay. Well, uh, you might have heard my, me mention before the Zachary Quinto miniseries, The Slap. That is not my choice. <laughs> uh, I, I just remember the ads for it. I never actually watched it. Uh, the actor I'm going with is Kenneth Mitchell from Discovery who Ooh. plays Cole, Aurelio, Tenevic, Timekeeper Tenevic, and Cole Shaw. Five roles in Discovery. Uh, you might remember him as the sort of beleaguered slave slash assistant to Osira when she was, uh, she was on her power trip. He is, and to keep on with the melodrama and the incredibly high stakes, I'm going to go with the show Jericho. Jesse. Uh, <laughs> it. Which uh, is... I, I 
not a good show. It was canceled after the first season. It just deservedly canceled and then brought back because people mailed a bunch of peanuts to the studio to get seven more episodes. And, you know, mm. the seven more actually were a pretty good closing. Like they, they did a good, a solid job wrapping it up. So, uh, but man, it's, it starts small, but boy, you want the, the dis- disco drama? Go watch Jericho. If I'm not mistaken, John, Kenneth Mitchell also played the Klingon who introduced us to time crystals in Discovery. Yes. So yeah, that makes him a right. big favorite yeah. of mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just gets roll after roll in that. That's, that's pretty fun. One of the Strange uh-huh. New Worlds writers started out as an assistant on Jericho, right? Oh, oh yeah. Kayla Cooper. Yeah, Kayla? she was a research Kayla assistant. Cooper. Kayla Cooper was a research assistant on that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was worried about getting flagged for, for Googling. Researching like. a bunch of, yeah. It's it's no secret. Jericho starts with with several nuclear bombs going off across the U.S., but it's just a bunch of people in a small town in Kansas, and they're just they don't know what's going on for almost the entire show because they're just a bunch of people in a small town in Kansas. And it's like, hey, this this works. They aren't like getting involved in global politics. It's just what is happening today. So yeah, I'd love to make a joke about people in Kansas, but I don't know any, so I. It, it would feel like it would feel like Bobby's it would, it would just fall flat. Joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My pick for this category, I, I was actually inspired by one of your callers. I loved watching Boston Legal when it was on TV. Oh man! And it is because of that relationship that was referred to by the caller that Denny Crane Allen Shore uh, relationship. The way they would end every episode up on that balcony mm-hmm. with a uh, with a glass of brown and a cigar, talking about the day's events. I thought uh, the dialogue absolutely fucking crackled on on that show. Like uh, all the courtroom scenes were just electric. Uh, it also kind of plays around with the idea of a diminished Bill Shatner, like because his Denny Crane character grows more and more diminished as uh, the episodes go on. I just, I've always loved James Spader. James Spader is so weird in everything he does. I thought there was not a lot that I loved about the the last seasons of The Office, mm. but his character in The Office was like taking a character from another show and putting it in there and watching the chaos that happened. I I'm just a big fan of his, so I'm going to say Boston Legal nice. or yeah. my favorite mm-hmm. series with a Trek actor. My mom has been trying to get me to watch that for a long time. It is the quintessence of Spader Spadering and Shatner Shatnering. It's like, all yeah. right, there's legal stuff too, but we're going <laughs> to yeah. let these two guys be themselves. Yeah. All right. Well, for category three, uh, we've got the plot device that is more common in Trek than faulty transporters or polarity reversals. Time travel. If you come to Trek just looking for time jinx, then maybe the following shows will help you out. Number three, a series with at least one time travel episode, Babylon 5. I think it was only one episode, but it was a key episode, and the time travel reveal was a huge payoff. Phantom Leap starred Spapacula a few years before Enterprise and had time travel as a major foundation of the show as Sam Beckett leaped into the past to write what once went wrong. A time travel show, Futurama. Hey, duh, right? But come on, the one of the greatest, smartest animated series from the creators of Simpsons. A time travel episode, that's, oh, that's an easy one, actually. The original version of Our Limits. Very high drama and very great sci-fi with lots of time travel things. 
There's plenty of time travel in the Twilight Zone for sure. But I chose The Trouble with Templeton, not so much for the time traveling plot, but it has one of the greatest shots in the entire series with a slow pan out in a rambunctious speakeasy where all the patrons suddenly go hauntingly silent and still. It's amazing. Bonus, the main actor, Brian Ahern, looks strikingly close to a wizened Cameron. Keep that in mind for future obscure Halloween costumes, Cam. <laughs> All right. That'd be a challenge accepted. Hell of an obscure costume, yeah. I was going to say, that's actually the only kind of costumes Cameron does, so that fits perfectly. Pretty much. I've seen him if as Shredder. If you've got to dress up to be a wizened Cameron, <laughs> I know. Yeah. how would I someone know. describe you now? <laughs> <laughs> sort of a... Sort of a simple Cameron, probably. <laughs> Simpleton Cameron, yeah. You gotta change the name of Green Shirt to a simple Cameron, please. <laughs> I'm gonna jump the line and say my pick is Simple Cameron. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> You're actually first in line, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, that's right, because we're snaking. I yep. get two yes, in a row. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's how the My choice works. was not proposed by any of these callers, because my choice is lost. Ah. I love Lost. I I remain a defender of Lost. Uh just a just a great Damon Lindelof series. Peak weird Lindelof is Lost for me. <laughs> uh, I just love that show. It's got a mm-hmm. special place in my heart. And uh yep. can't beat that score either. Oh god. Oh. Uh, Gut-wrenching oh. score. I, yeah. Yeah, one of the one of the best scores of all time. I, think. I mean, that's when I first noticed Michael Giacano, who yeah. is like now the new John Williams. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think you're gonna find many worth. people here arguing against Lost. I'm I'm a huge fan of it. You know, let me stop uh, you right there, John. <laughs> <laughs> Again, uh, a show that could fit into any category on this list, basically. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, and actually, uh, for my pick, uh, I am gonna mine. Was it was my pick, but it matched up with Newman's of Futurama, which also can fit into any category in this episode. the The time travel episodes are usually pretty damn excellent in Futurama. There's a rough season. There's great hair. Uh, the entire hmm. TOS crew was on there for one episode. I mean, yeah. yeah, and it ran. It runs concurrent to DS9, Voyager, Enterprise, Strange New Worlds. Lower Decks, wow. um, Picard, and Discovery. So, yeah. Hmm. One show running concurrent to, I think, more Trek than almost any other. Have you watched the most recent season, John? Uh, yeah, that would be the rough season. Or no, no, yeah, season eight was the rough season. Yeah, but they're, we're on the fourth reboot now, so. <laughs> yeah. The first one back did not really sell me. I think the second one back, I was like, okay, yeah. all right. Futurama, you still got it. Also, I could be happy never watching The Beast of the Billion Backs again, so I would call that a rough <laughs> season, yeah. All right, so, Abby, here it is. Warehouse 13. Ah. I didn't pick it earlier because I'm picking it right here. Wow. Warehouse 13 is basically a show where a team of specialists collect sci-fi and magical artifacts from all over the world and put them into, you guessed it, a warehouse, and... It has an episode specifically where the team uses H.G. Wells' actual time machine <laughs> to go back in time to 1961 to prevent a group of women from being turned into glass. And uh, additional special note from me, 
One of the writers on this episode was Jane Espenson, who has also worked on Firefly, of course, Mm -hmm. Foundation, Battlestar Galactica, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, And as Abby mentioned, Saul Rubinek, who played Kivas Fajo, is in it, as well as Mark Andreas Shepard, who is not Mark Allen Shepard, who played Morn, but Mark Andreas Shepard (laughs) was in Voyager, Season 6, Episode 9, Child's Play. And I think... There's like 64 episodes, so it's not going to keep you as occupied as Doctor Who, but you can watch it all on Apple TV. Nice. All right, Ben, you're up. Okay. This is a time travel episode. This is sort of a time travel show and sort of not, but I really enjoyed it. And um, you guys can tell me if you think it fits in the category, if you've seen it. Uh, it's a Amazon Prime show called The Peripheral, and uh, it's uh, based on a William Gibson novel. And the character, uh, the main character, like, like uh, does like VR into the future and plays as a, like there's, I guess, like a robot of her in the future going around kicking everybody's butt. But... Uh, but in the like near future present of the show, uh, she's just like a poor girl living in the in the sticks in the rural south somewhere. And uh, I thought it was a. Uh, I thought I, I tried to read the book years ago when it first came out, and I couldn't get into the book. But I really enjoyed the the television program, and uh, I thought the the design of like post sort of like like rebuilt post-apocalyptic London, like something really bad happened in the future and like they put everything back together. And so like there are parts of it that are really nice, but there's still parts of it that are super bombed out and messed up. And uh, I thought the design of the show was really interesting and cool. Hmm. Is that show shot in the prophetic perfect tense? Ooh, I just learned about that. <laughs> uh, so I just I. brought that up on the show. Yeah, I know that's. That's yeah. That's the joke. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sounds like somewhere between colossal and Pacific Rim. I have not seen the peripheral. Oh, I was gonna say surrogate, like a time traveling surrogates. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's um, it's a cool show. It's uh, I don't know mm-hmm. if a lot of people watched it, but I I I really thought it was uh, quite interesting. Like really good action scenes too. Like there's. Uh, her brother is like a sort of like augmented ex Navy SEAL of some kind in the uh, in the near future, and then in the far future, she has like the karate skills of a video game character as she goes through this uh, hmm. this future timeline. So both sold very different yeah. kinds of action in in the two different time periods, but I'll check uh, that out. both really cool and good. I say it counts. I think I remember seeing the name and seeing a trailer and being like. I don't know if I can watch this with my kids. I guess it's the amazing race. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's almost no slick, grassy hills in this show. (laughs) Are we talking about slick, grassy hills, or is this a entendre that's double? Speaking of which, 11-22-63, another good time travel one. Uh, Uh, I see what you did there. Slick, grassy hills. 
you know, yeah, 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 I don't know yeah. about good, though. <laughs> All right. I believe it's my turn to talk about time travel episode series. Oh, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, this is kind of an obvious one. I really loved it. Uh, again, it could fit most of these categories, not the 90s, I guess. Fringe. I really enjoyed Fringe. I was thinking Quantum Leap, uh, Peter, but I haven't seen every episode. I have seen every episode of Fringe. Uh, it's, it's, it's really fun. I love them all. It's got, uh, uh, Denethor acting crazy. You got Pacey, you got Spock, you got animated Spock and real life Spock. It's so cool. Uh, yeah. Talking about it. I'm getting myself more psyched up about it than when I just wrote down the name. I'm remembering how much I love fringe, all the fun, little punny nicknames they give people from other dimensions. It's just so good. Very cool. Excellent. I heard so much about that while it was on, but I never watched it. It what? was just one of those like, have you watched this? And I kept going, no, stop asking me. But I may check it out now because Cameron, you you generally do have good taste as much as I don't always like to admit that. <laughs> it is also one of those funny ones where you could kind of tell from like the, the first six episodes are like, we're just going to rip off X-Files. We're just going to be in X-Files with like a weird event of the week sort of situation. And then like halfway through season one, they're like, Nah, let's do something different. <laughs> okay, then maybe I need to skip to that because I've gotten through like the first three episodes over the last five years. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Cam, what's our next category? Next category is the fourth category. So, well, guys, we are a Strange New Worlds podcast. So we will be definitely be missing a number of great hairstyles from Spock's iconic bowl cut to, of course, the Motegas Hawk to the, uh, you know, pike's peak so if you come to star trek solely for great hairstyles and that's what you'll be missing i think we've got some suggestions for you hmm. all right here's what our callers had to say first off number four a series with at least one character with iconic hair max headroom also blank reg iconic hair dinosaurs I'm not saying Robbie Sinclair's dinosaur mohawk is the most iconic thing from the 90s, but it sticks with you. The first person with iconic hair that came to mind is... <laughs> Any guesses? Well, if you guess Mr. T from the A-Team, that's right. <laughs> T actually stands for Turad, his last name. And I pity the fool who's never seen A-Team. Wow. Guys, how bad is it that my first instinct was Major Dad when that music was playing? <laughs> <laughs> very bad. It's very bad. I'm ashamed. Cam, we used that song in one of our movies. <laughs> I know. Also, I've never seen the A-Team, so I'm doubly oh, okay. shamed, apparently. Yeah. Well, you're up first. Uh, Oh, yeah, I ahead, am. Kim. Jeez, yeah, that snake gets you every time. I do also want to say Max Hedroom uh, also appeared in TNG as Dr. Professor, uh, what is it, Jesse? You always Burling off Rasmussen. That's right. right. Matt Frewer himself. Uh, but my pick for iconic hair is, okay, I'm going to go, this is my obscure pick, guys. It's only like six episodes long, I think. A little show called... Fishing with John. Oh. I really wanted to recommend this to people, and this was the only category I could sort of squeeze it into, because Jim Jarmusch's hair is pretty damn iconic. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain this. You you start it up, and at first you think it's just uh, it's John Lurie, a musician. He's been in some movies, too, some Jim Jarmusch movies, and he takes his celebrity friends on fishing trips, and they film it, and they 
talk about stuff and fishing and Hollywood and random stuff. And then someone edited it together and narrated it in a way that will just baffle you and make you laugh hysterically if you have the same right huh. sense of humor. It is <laughs> it's bizarre and I highly suggest everyone seek out and and find it. In fact, I meant to look up where you might be able to watch it. I'll do that now and let you know by the end of this category. For some reason, a lot of people I've talked to who have encountered it over the years are like, oh yeah, it's kind of like red green. It's like, no, no, it's not like red green. <laughs> I can see why you would think that because you like on paper, they sound the same, but it is, it is a fun, yeah. trippy show. Yeah. I tried to watch it with my parents and they were actually talking about the fishing. And I'm like, no, you're not supposed to pay attention to the, you know, if you're enjoying it, fine. Yeah. fine. That's, that's great. That's great. Yep. Huh. It actually sounds closer to coffee and cigarettes. Yes. I kind of want to check that yes. out, though, because yeah. I love me some Jarmouche movies, and I've literally never heard of that before. Then Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where it's streaming. It's it's on the Criterion channel, I believe. Oh, so okay. kind of a specialty channel, but it's out there if you want to watch it. There's also a DVD right. that's, that's great. And then the commentary for it is like extra meta, just head melty. Great pick, Cam. Yeah. All right, Ben, you're up. Well, I'm not going to get too far from a body of water with my pick. <laughs> Wait, we're doing uh, we're doing iconic hair, right? Oh, yeah. Oh. The dolphin, man. Baywatch. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, I think that, uh, you know, Pamela Anderson's hair, obviously iconic, but Mitch Buchanan's hair is the is the real icon of the show to me. The uh, the David Hasselhoff, like curly mullet. Uh, it changes shape. It it uh it goes it goes up. It goes down over the course of the many many seasons of that show. But uh, I don't I don't think it's the same show without that hair. You know? No, not at all. Not at yeah. all. It's a great show. Yeah, that's definitely was looking at the hair when I was watching that show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> watching it really it bounces. bounce up and down in slow motion. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Serious volume. Well, I am gonna go like what could be considered the complete opposite of Baywatch. <laughs> and I'm going to mention a show called Eon Flux. Ooh, I have not yeah. heard anybody bring this show up in years. It ran on early 90s MTV. The titular heroine is a scantily clad assassin and spy who has a super wacky but very cool sci-fi haircut that as soon as you see it, you will recognize is iconic. The series is very strange, uh, often non-linear, but it tackles a ton of sci-fi tropes, just like Star Trek does. Questions of morality, things like that, and it is a welcome change from, let's call it mainstream animation. Um, it has fewer episodes than most of my other picks, but Paramount Plus does have the first season to see if you know it's something you like before you then have to go out and buy the DVDs, and make sure, no matter what you do, to skip the Charlize Theron version of the movie. Oh, yeah. Wow. I like yeah. the movie. Excellent choice, Jesse. I'm going to head right back to the water because that's where <laughs> we belong. I mean, when you got such iconic hairstyles on all three of your main cast members like you do in the hit TV show Jag, I cannot <laughs> get through this without recommending 10. You got 10 seasons of this show to watch. And, uh, man, I got to tell you. You're such a CBS show. Is that what this is? <laughs> <laughs> just trying to get in good with the PR people over there or you something? Know. Like, what is it? I just want to get on The Amazing Race, that's all. <laughs> no, I, I loved Jag when I was a kid. I still love it now. I, I don't, I've 
barely watched any NCIS, like whatever, you know, you don't have to, you can like your friends. You don't have to like their kids, but, uh, like, (laughs) yeah, I, I I think (laughs) if you, uh, if you enjoy kind of more just lighthearted mid nineties to mid two thousands fair, Jag kind of sticks with it without going super dark and into the, uh, into like the, the serial killer of the week kind of thing. And they've got great hair. And plenty of guest stars also on Star Trek The Next Generation. And when you reach the episode Jaggle Bells, be sure to turn into the green shirt bonus episode covering Jaggle Bells. Oh, wow. I think you guys just changed my mind on watching Jag. Listen, again, if you guys are going to get super blue with this show, I got to... You're talking about uh, Jaggle Balls? The yeah. This Ain't Jag? Why wouldn't they just call that Jag Off? Mm-mm. Like That seems like it would be easier. It's just oh, that, that Christmas maybe episode why. they made the, uh, the form yeah, they, of. They spoofed so, the... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just the... <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> this Ain't Jag, Season 5, Episode 17. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically. One of the longer titles in the storm. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right, Adam, what do you got? I have kind of viewed this whole conversation as a way to suggest shows to people. Like if if someone's listening to this, if anyone has listened up until now, I hope they're picking up some ideas of shows to binge during uh, the off time of Strange New Worlds. And here's a show that I recommend with a with a with a lead known for his hair or the lack of it. Mm. Of course, I'm talking about J.K. Simmons, the star of Counterpart. Oh, how is it? This is this is a show. Anytime anyone asks me what's a show I should watch, like I've watched it all. Give me a recommendation. Counterpart is what I recommend because I don't think very many people have seen it, and it is awesome. It's just it's, two uh, seasons, right? Yeah, just two seasons. It was on Stars. I think that's why a lot of people didn't watch it. <laughs> Probably no. Uh, it is about a cold war between, uh, parallel dimension earths and, uh, and a little gateway where you can go in between them and, uh, Sold. it's incredible. I, I kind of heard somebody once described it as man of the high castle, but entertaining, like, like they actually do it right. It isn't just super <laughs> kind of slow a feel good man in the high castle. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Sounds great. Uh, Jeff Russo did the music on counterpart. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, big fan of that show. Oh, all right. I've never heard of it. I may actually have to check it out now. Yeah, yeah. I definitely. saw the trailers. I was like, I really want to see this, but I'm not JK subscribing Simmons? to Stars, so I guess I won't. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. <laughs> all right. Well, to our last category, uh, guys, we may not all agree which one, but I think most everyone agrees that maybe not every season of Trek ever has been a banger. And we all have those shows that we like to suggest to people, but have to add the caveat. Look, you'll have to power through season X, but it's worth it, I swear. So to that end, if that's what you're looking for, to fill your Trek hole, perhaps these following suggestions will help. Stuff it. (laughs) 
But first, a word from our callers. <laughs> five. A series with at least one bad season you have to power through. I loved The X-Files. I loved Mulder and Scully. But the cast changed in season eight. It just wasn't the same. A great comedy series from Canada, Trailer Park Boys. Oh, yeah. Very funny, very grungy, <laughs> very goofy, character-driven. But season one is clunky and ugly and not... Great. I, I know I'm supposed to choose a show that you have to get through a certain season to like get to the next season, but instead I'm going to choose a show whose last season kind of ruined um, and thoroughly enjoying getting through the first five, and that's Lost Season 6. Technically don't power through it, but you got to get through it and then subsequently deal with the finality that leaves a bad taste in your mouth like a dirty taint. How about we just kind of skip <laughs> over the entire... Pirate Voyager with the Kazan Ogla. Ugh. That was such a awful thing and so glad when they finally got away from them for, for real and then we never heard from them again. The show got so much better without them. <laughs> Love you guys, really. Newman the Space Hippie, out. Live long and prosper. And that's about it. Thanks a lot for this great pod. Love what you're doing. Live long and prosper. Well, there it is. Finally called in, boys. So I'll see you on that other podcast. Remember, keep putting out those James Spader vibes. But I also want to mind a little Ethan Pack as well. Holy moly cannoli does he make Spock so fucking hot. So much so that it'll probably ruin my panties anytime I see Leonard Nimoy in any capacity from here on out. So I'll leave you with that <laughs> image, gentlemen. Live long and prosper. Cheers, mates. <laughs> Definitely check out Fringe, Bobby. I love Bobby. <laughs> if you want to hear okay. more about Dirty Taints, tune into Bobby and John and myself <laughs> over on the green shirt and newbies trek to the next generation. Wow, if that's not a selling point, I don't know what is. <laughs> I was going to take great umbrage with you guys using this to promote a different Star Trek podcast that isn't ours, but I, I and can't in good conscience be mad at that. Bobby sounds great. <laughs> Bobby is great, can confirm, yeah. All right, Adam, start us off with this last category. All right. Uh, mine might be chalk, as I think Jesse put it earlier, but I think few shows have a famously bad season sandwiched between <laughs> so much great television than the Friday Night Lights television show. Oh. Uh, I loved Friday Night Lights, and... My wife hates football, and she loved it too. We watched it together. Uh, it is a five-season NBC show whose second season was crippled by the writer's strike of 07-08, and it's a perfectly reasonable uh, sports high school story until the second season involves uh, Jesse Plemons' character, for some reason, murdering someone. <laughs> <laughs> and then because it's it is, Jesse Plymouth. Yeah, I was going to say. And then it's I mean... never referred to again after that season. It's it's like a fever dream. It's like it never happened, but it did happen, uh, just as the rest of Friday Night Lights did. Wait, I, 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 isn't this Twin Peaks? Like <laughs> you, you would think, yeah. Uh, but it did not do enough damage to ruin the seasons that came after. I think Friday Night Lights. Uh, is a great, great show, even if you're not a sports fan, even if you're not a football fan. Uh, and it's stacked with talent, like mm. Kyle Chandler and Connie Britton, awesome. Jesse Plemons, like a before being a big star, Jesse Plemons. Mm -hmm. uh, Taylor Kitsch, loaded. Mm. Check it out. 
John Carter of Mars himself. Yeah. Yeah. And, yep. and let's be real. I mean, people who watch Star Trek need something to watch with their significant others as well, right? It's because true. That's just how it is. So Many of our significant others will not watch the kinds of shows that we would most like to watch. Yeah. yeah. Or even listen to the ones that we make about those shows. But... All right, John. All right. Here relates uh, I'm that. actually going to go with my second choice, uh, only because my first is too thematically similar be- for the very same reason Adam listed. Uh, I had picked Heroes originally, and they're abysmal mm. second season after such yeah. a banger of a first. But mm-hmm. I... Um, just forgot my second one. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm going to go with, uh, uh, famously true detective, man starts out wow. so strong. And then, I mean, I kind of skipped season two and went to season three and finally went back and started working through season two. I'm like, oh, this is as bad as everybody said it was. And then halfway through it, I was like, maybe I'll just watch season three and then realized, oh, I did. And I completely don't remember it. So <laughs> that one, I'm going to give two seasons to just, it's like, yeah, there's, there's, you got to struggle through it. But man, if you only watch the first season, you can be perfectly happy with True Detective. I'm curious about the new season with Jodie Foster. I think yeah. it takes place in Alaska, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 Cool. Like, I'm definitely going to give it a try, but oof. Yeah, they caught lightning in a bottle and just let it all out <laughs> for that first season. Is that the one with Matthew McConaughey mm-hmm. in the yeah. first season? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah i I have been repeatedly told to go watch that, and I again, I'm just bad at taking <laughs> suggestions for TV shows. But yeah, I think I think I'm gonna have to check that out, especially because what I've seen in the previews for the fourth season do look really good. So maybe I'll maybe I'll start from the beginning and push through, John. And I gotta say, John. I am so happy that you did not steal my pick for this one because I was like, there's like a 90% chance John will steal my pick for this one. And that is The Venture Brothers. Oh, yep. Yep. This show, I mean, it is an all-timer, right? Anybody who has seen it will tell you it's an all-timer. It's it's sort of like Lower Decks for every cartoon made before 1976. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's It's got that loving skewering of all the tropes that you're very familiar with. The gap between seasons as it aired was bananas. It started in 2004. The final season came out in 2018. <laughs> seven seasons. And there are seven, seven seasons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... The uh, the concluding movie just came out on Max in 2023. Really, really good. The show is traditionally animated. It's mostly made by two guys, so there's a lot of love in it. Um, and I just... The first season is a little 2000s Adult oh, yeah. Swim, yeah. edgy, air quotes humor, and you gotta push through that because... This is one of those shows that truly does get better with every single season as it goes. It's hard to say it any other way, but if you are somebody who chooses to be easily triggered by a lot of things, like the first season of Venture Brothers is loaded with them. But yeah, yeah, a fantastic show. I love that show. And it's a great choice, Jesse. Ben, I think it's my turn. Yes, sir. uh, I'm going to just, I think that, uh, you know, I've, I've, uh, I've been pretty thematic with my, with my picks all night and I'm going to stick with that theme. Real Housewives of New York is my, uh, is my pick for this one. Uh, season 13, just, 
<laughs> just a catastrophe of a season. Um, it, like it's a season so bad that they got rid of the entire cast and recast the show with wow. new housewives uh, for season fourteen. And then season fourteen, very fun and good. Hmm. Uh, so who were the real housewives then? I mean, they're all real. I guess. Oh. Uh, yeah, I think. I think. Oh. I think if you get if you get to hold an apple in that opening credits montage, you're you're a real one. Ben, can I ask a question here? So there are 13 seasons using this one cast, and the 13th season is so bad they dumped all of them? <laughs> I'd say that uh, it's like it's like a core cast that uh, carries over, kind of like SNL, where like mm-hmm. there's uh, mm-hmm. you know there's a few dropped and a few added every year, uh, uh-huh. typically. But um, yeah, so season 13 just just dragged. The drama was no good. Um, it was trying to be more politically uh you know like up with the like current political climate and Hmm. uh all of the like legacy cast members were just like shitty boomers that you know (laughs) had bad politics and weren't really open to uh hearing new ideas so uh like all of those scenes just were like wildly uncomfortable and instead of being entertaining just felt like a Thanksgiving dinner with an uncle that, you know, has <laughs> terrible things to say about people he doesn't know anything about. That sounds delightful. And uh, yeah, and it was like a, it was so refreshing when they just got rid of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All yeah. right. Power through season 13. I was going to yeah. say, yeah, like, it yeah, sounds like, like one of those at the end of it, like, did they do it on air or did it just happen between seasons? <laughs> well, so every season of this show ends with a uh they they like get the cast together for what's called the reunion and over the course of two or three episodes they sit down with andy cohen the executive producer and like and like try to kind of squash some beefs rehash some stuff uh react to what happened over the course of the season like who was being the most outrageous who was Hmm. Uh, being the biggest drama queen, etc., hmm. and um, they didn't even do one for season thirteen, partly <laughs> wow. because one of the cast members uh, had dropped a bunch of N bombs around set uh, and was like fired, and they were like, "We just don't even know what to do with this." Uh, but partly just because it was like, "Who cares? That season sucked. I don't. I don't That's... need to rehash any of it." <laughs> That's really that's serious awesome. because even like Rock of Love got reunion shows every year. So that's, I mean, that's really saying something <laughs> when your reality show does not get its reunion special. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a brutal season and uh, I'm glad it's over. I'm glad they're on to 14. Great new cast. They really Very should cool. have uh, James Spader and William Shatner host those reunion shows. That would be like, great. <laughs> what you did know? we learn this season? <laughs> <laughs> but don't tell them anything about it. Don't tell either <laughs> of them. Like it's like you guys are here to host a reunion show. Have fun. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, b- like bring the Larry King ethos to these interviews. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys, I think we just invented a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I'd say this, but I got to watch more reality TV, man. <laughs> no kidding. All right, Cam, close right. us out. Mm, well, Adam actually stole mine because mine was lost for basically the same reasons Bobby mentioned. Uh, you know, I did cry at the end of Lost. I had many emotions, but 
many of those emotions were negative and like unfulfilled <laughs> and unsatisfied. Uh, I kind of have a theory about what happened in that last season, but maybe I'll, I'll, I'll make a podcast someday about it. So mm. instead, my choice uh, may seem odd at first because I don't think the show does have a bad season. I don't think the show has a bad episode. But I have literally said to someone here on the screen, Jesse, uh, you should just power through the first few episodes, maybe the first season of Avatar The Last Airbender, because ah, it mm. is one of the best shows of all time. But I think a lot of people do go in arms crossed going, what, this Nickelodeon kids cartoon? That's how I went into it. But I finally got my arm twisted and I watched the first few episodes. And I was like, OK, this is solid. But they are only solid. And it takes like six episodes mm -hmm. before you're like, OK, I'm definitely going to finish this. And it's not until like a little bit into season two when you're like, OK, this is one of the best shows I've ever watched. Hands down. <laughs> Forget animated. Just one of the best shows ever. Yeah. And so, the main guy's last name is Sully, even though that's like a nickname for a first name. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I get what he's doing there. Yeah. Oh, oh, yep, that yep. took me a second. <laughs> I, I was like. The pilot who landed the plane in the Hudson? Where, where are we going with this, Ben? <laughs> but that's on me. That's why I finally me. saw that movie. That was a pretty good movie, too. Yeah. Oh, I do need to watch that. I'll vouch for you, though, Cam, because I did. I tried, man. I really tried. And I, I, I could not. I, like, maybe I'll just skip the first six episodes and start on episode seven. And then if I feel hooked, I'll be like, okay, I'll go find out what's going on. Because, yeah. yeah, first, I think first two or three, I was like... I can't do this. Now, it's possible that that's because I had just finished watching Cowboy Bebop again, and I was just, like, in a headspace to be, you know, Cowboy Bebopped, but I... Your daughter's almost the right age to watch it with you, and yeah. then you can start <laughs> over with her. That will probably work. That will probably work. I have heard that a good way to do this is watch seasons 1 through 12 of Real Housewives of New York, and then do <laughs> season... Three of Avatar, The Last Airbender, yeah. in that... It's the machete cut, yeah. In that gap. <laughs> that gap. It's like it's all the Marvel TV shows. Yeah, you got to figure out which ones you need to watch in which order. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Spoiler but alert, not most of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we got some good lists. These are, these are some good lists. Great lists here, and listeners... If you run out of stuff to watch before Strange New World starts back up again, that's really on you. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, we call this our turning on the audience moment. Like, yeah, guys, come on. <laughs> Go watch stuff. We we have suggested probably a combined, I don't know, 150 ep seasons of TV to you tonight. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, get watching, you know, enjoy exploring and get, get out of Star Trek for a little while. But make sure you... Uh, Look for all those guest stars. Yeah, I feel, I feel like this is like now just going to be an extremely stressful and onerous task for your listeners. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I only have how many months to watch all this? Ben, that is what calling into open pike night is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what we do best here. Yeah. Usually we say, hey, you know. This person from Star Trek, I'll just throw out an example. Melissa Navia is going to be here, but she's going to be here in three days. So get your call in now. Like it's our callers and listeners are very used to performing under stress. And I got to say tonight, as always, you callers did a great job. You mentioned some shows that I completely forgot even existed. You mentioned some shows that I was like, oh, if I didn't, if I weren't so proud of my list, I would definitely be picking from these like Thank you again so much for helping us make this show, Callers, because 
your personal logs really are the prime directive here, and we can't do it without you. Yeah. And speaking of shows that aren't Star Trek, I believe maybe Ben and Adam have something to uh, bring up about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, so we have a little project to, to fill the time uh, going on our show, Greatest Trek. Uh, we, we don't have quite a, as long a wait as you guys do because we're going to get back to Trek when Discovery starts airing again. Uh, but we have a, um, a series called Pilot Season that we're doing in the meantime. And uh, I, think, I think it'll wind up being about 10 weeks of shows where we uh, go back and look at specifically kind of sci-fi shows that were airing in that Rick Berman era of, uh, of Star Trek, the TNG, DS9, and Voyager years. And uh, we've recorded... Uh, three episodes now, and we're having so much fun doing this. Um, first episode is about uh, Sequest. Um, <laughs> I'll be tuning in. And then the next episode after that will be uh, Babylon 5 will have been revealed Ooh. by the time this comes out. Ah, Hell yeah. So, uh, yeah, and uh, so many things that we mentioned uh, on the show tonight, and also uh, many things that uh, did not get mentioned uh, mm. tonight that... Uh, I'm sure your I'm sure your listeners and ours would uh, really enjoy hearing about. So, um, yeah, it's a greatest trek is uh, is that show, and then our uh, our other show, the greatest generation, is uh, about all the old trek. We're currently working our way through the last season of Voyager, and oh. both of those can be found at maximumfun.org or uh, any podcast app worth its salt, and a couple that aren't. <laughs> and I should say, I randomly said 100 people before. Your Portland audience was much bigger than 100 people. I need to, I need to clear the I'm air I'm glad you circled back around for that one. <laughs> <laughs> having, having spent some time on the Drunk Shimoda Discord, I know people there are going to lose their freaking minds when you guys cover Babylon 5. And I'm very excited to see what people think about that. That's going to be an absolute ton of fun. If I could ask... Normally, we ask for a teaser, a single word teaser from the next season when we talk to Star Trek creators and actors and things like that. Oh, man. And I don't want you guys to give away any secrets. I just personally want to know, has the Goose completed the Enterprise version of the Greatest Generation theme song? Ooh. He has not. And he, was, he had a ton of energy going on that uh, a couple of months ago. And I feel like we kind of fumbled the ball getting back to him <laughs> on it. Um, but we, we, uh, we owe him a call and, uh, and, uh, we have some, some exciting stuff in the works with that. So, uh, it's, it's, it's going to happen. It's not, it's not, not happening. Very cool. I cannot wait. I have actually sort of refused to watch Enterprise for the most part. I just, I know this is sci-fi blasphemy, but Scott Bakula just doesn't do it for me. So I'm wow. really looking forward to watching Enterprise as I listen along with The Greatest Generation. Hey, do any of you guys want to join an Open Pike Night Strange New Worlds podcast? Yeah. Either of you? <laughs> uh, I'm busy. Yeah, they got stuff going <laughs> yeah, on, man. <laughs> well, Ben and Adam, thank you both very much for joining us tonight. And we look forward to your, your Greatest Trek episodes kind of following the same theme and uh, cannot wait for Disco Season 5 to hear your coverage for that. Thanks for having us. This was super fun, guys. Hope we get to join you again during the uh, 
the years in between now and when <laughs> Strange New Worlds comes back. <laughs> Absolutely. When and, we'll all be able to compare our beards, how far they've grown by then. Yeah. <laughs> and I hope we get to see you guys in Vegas again. Last yes. year was our first year, and that was, I mean, you, it really set the bar high for us, so I don't know if it could be better, but... Definitely looking forward to that. If you're listening right now, make sure to look for at Open Pike on whatever socials that you follow, because we will be posting these lists. And I want to know who you think has the best roster at the end of tonight's picks. Dang. Absolutely. Are high. That's yep. right. Yep. Wow. You really broke the pool cue and <laughs> stuck it in the middle yeah. of the internet, didn't you? All the likes are on the line. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, that was Filling the Trek Hole with Adam and Ben of Greatest Trek and Greatest Generation. Again, thanks to those guys so much for coming on. I listen to them every week, sometimes multiple times a week. So that was a ton of fun. And we're very grateful that you, the listener, keep coming back to Open Pike Night, even when Strange New Worlds isn't on the air. If we can help you get from now to 2025 whenever season three starts up we would absolutely love to be a part of your sci-fi non-trek life as well as your strange new world's life cameron if folks need more (laughs) trek podcasting in their life where can they find you yeah well we talked about green shirt and newbies trek the next generation where john myself bobby who you heard and the uh as yet to call in rob are discussing TNG season seven and Deep Space Nine. Now, uh, actually, the episode we just dropped last week, currently live, features the third member of Greatest Trek, Wendy Pretty, their editor and producer. So she was great to have on for the season finale of season six, Descent Part One. Okay, gotta ask Cameron. Mm. After season seven of TNG, are you guys going straight into the movies? We're going straight into the movies, yep. and then we're covering Picard. I, I mean, actually, as we, I was putting this list, I was like, oh, I need to reach out and and talk to Joyce about her time on Star Trek and the Amazing Race. So <laughs> I, I'm thinking maybe we'll do like a handful of extra interviews. I want, I want to talk to those, you know, people you see a lot of her, um, Ensign Jay, who we call Ensign Gozer on the mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of her. I'd, I'd love to talk to some of them about their time on the show. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll. We'll sprinkle some of those in there, too. Excellent. Very cool. And I've always been a green shirt listener. That's no secret. I mean, that's literally how I found how you know guys. It. So oh. highly recommend if you have not checked out green shirt, go do it. You will not be disappointed. If Jesse, if folks want to hear more TV suggestions from you, uh, where can they catch those? You can follow us on any social media you can think of almost at Open Pike. I, for example, recently tweeted out that I was going to be watching Edge of Tomorrow for yes. the first time. One of the most popular tweets we've ever had. People were like, oh, you haven't seen that? You're in for a treat, this, that, and the other thing. And I was you know, really tempted to just tweet again the next day. I'm about to watch this movie for the first time and see if anybody got the joke. But instead, <laughs> I put out my review with some thoughts on the movie. I had a lot of fun. So yes, as I'm scratching my sci-fi itch in between seasons, there will be some of that on our socials at open pike if you'd like to get all the information you need for this show in particular how to call in how to support us where to find merch all that kind of stuff just go to openpike.com and i will say right now don't worry just because production is happening doesn't mean that we are not going to be speaking with trek actors take that to mean whatever you think it means 
Yeah, we're not talking to Melissa Navia in three days. Yeah. Don't let Jesse <laughs> fool you with that. <laughs> not in three days. Absolutely not. But watch out for that call to action. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of calls to action, you uh, wonderful listeners now have a huge list of shows to go check out. If you have not seen those or uh, not seen anything else you've been curious about, you got time now that we're waiting for Strange New Worlds in 2025. So... Get out there, get watching, and uh, be sure, as always, to clean up after yourselves. Be sure to tip your servers. You can go anywhere you want, but you can't stay here. Mm-hmm.